0: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, so let's, let's talk some college football. Talk the conference that might not be a conference in the next decade is the big 12. Uh, So might as well, might as well enjoy them while we can at this point with Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, But let's preview some of these teams and and see what some of these uh, win totals that we like, because for all the talk that people are saying about the big 12 going away and you're, you're now hearing like Kansas might go to the big 10 and Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC Right. They're gonna have some pretty good teams this season. You're gonna have Oklahoma and te- your Iowa State, Texas, and and there's some interesting teams sprinkled in there.
1: It definitely is. And when we were trying to kind of pick what teams we wanted, we definitely had a clear three with Oklahoma and Texas being the top two. But then Iowa State has kind of stood out. Is that uh, other contender who who based on the odds have the second best chance of winning the big 12 and our slight favorite to make the big 12 title game. But then you have like TCU Baylor, even Texas tech this year with a, with a solid quarterback transfer, Oklahoma state is always there, even though they lost a little bit, there's just a lot of teams where it's, it's going to be competitive games throughout the league season, unless you're, uh, unless you're Kansas and total rebuild in Lawrence and, maybe uh, why the big 10 is a little hesitant about uh, totally inviting them into their, in their conference. And we we've kind of talked a little bit about like schedule analysis in these previews. And, and I said how Clemson and Ohio state have easy schedules cause they don't have to play themselves. Well, I'd yep. say Kansas has one of the tougher schedules in the conference because they don't get to play themselves. And every other <laughs> team in the big 12 is lined at the yeah. lowest, like five and a half season wins. So there's a situation where like all nine Big 12 teams, others in Kansas can get bowl eligibility this year if they all kind of beat up on each other and and split out the uh, wins at, at the middle class of the conference. But we got to start about Oklahoma, one of the Big 12 defects who mm-hmm. kind of we knew Texas was like always kind of proactively try to find greener pastures, but Oklahoma kind of uh sounded like they kind of backstabbed a few athletic directors in this 12, if you read the quote, Yeah, Oklahoma, who's a you know founding member of the conference and was always kind of loyal, uh, even in the toughest times. Uh, but they have been the class of the conference, um, especially ever since Lincoln Riley took over for Bob Stoops. This year, we're seeing a win total of eleven going minus 120 to the over at the uh, specific book I looked at to make the big 12 title game. So just to finish top two in the conference, it's minus 450 They're minus 180 to win the big 12. And I was looking at the big 12 odds and then at the sports book that I was looking at to make the playoff, they're minus 210. And I thought that was interesting because if Oklahoma doesn't win the big 12, they're not going to make the college football playoff. So I think there's a kind of a big discrepancy there if you if you like Oklahoma and I I do uh, especially they don't even have to they can lose a game or two and still win, make the Big 12 title game and and then be a at least a field goal favorite in the Big 12 title probably maybe yeah. even more as as, less, as long as they stay healthy but minus 180 when you look at them uh, to win the conference looks a lot way more appealing than to make the playoff at minus 210 so. That's kind of a discrepancy that you can take advantage of. And they are one of the five title contenders uh, with Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, um, and the other team. Ohio State, can't forget about them. Oklahoma, plus 750 to win the title. Spencer Rattler, their quarterback, plus 600. He's the Heisman favorite at that <sighs> odds. And we kind of see, a, like, I think that's justified because of the offensive setting he'll be in. Big 12 defenses are a joke, so he'll put up big stats. But also, Lincoln Riley has a great history of taking in a transfer in Baker Mayfield, turning him into a Heisman, taking in Kyler Murray, a transfer from Texas A&M, making him into a Heisman, and both players the next year ended up being the first overall picks in the NFL draft. So you're never going to get a discount on an Oklahoma quarterback in the Heisman Trophy market because of what Lincoln Riley did with Baker and Kyler I know Kyler, when he won, he was like 20 to one preseason. And that's something I didn't bet. But going into the year, I was like, oh, that could be interesting just because he has a high ceiling. He was a five star recruit and Lincoln Riley is an offensive mastermind. Yeah, they also have a good defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, uh, one of the better in the country. And he's. Uh, he's really kind of improved that defense that was very bad for a, a while. They have good talent. They just didn't have good schemes and Grinch is at least making some improvements. And I think if they could take kind of a next step that they're going to be a legitimate title contender uh, when it comes to schedule, they host Nebraska non-conference. Uh, we mentioned on the last conference uh, podcast, the big 10, how Nebraska really kind of had a a raw deal having to play at Oklahoma as one of their non-conference games, along with having to play Ohio State as a crossover. And then with Oklahoma, I thought the scheduling dynamic that was the most interesting is their last two games of the year are against Iowa State and at Oklahoma State. So there's a really good chance they start off 10-0, and then there's going to be a lot of pressure in those games to kind of continue to uh, keep their profile up when it comes to the college football playoff rankings and, and winning out and then winning the Big 12 title and at 13-0 and 0 getting into the playoff.
0: Yeah, I mean, this seems like a easy over for Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, is, they but lose it, to?
1: but I mean, they could lose to Iowa State or Oklahoma State at the end, which is, I think, what's going to come down to the win total at a yeah. lot. It just, it just they have Iowa State things. Things. at home,
0: though. Yeah, I, I, no, think, I like do. the Iowa State at home, Oklahoma they State. Do. Yeah, I just I think this is almost an easy over. I don't. I would
1: I would rather bet them to win the Big Twelve, knowing they just finished top two. They'll be they'll be a favorite in the Big Twelve title game. Um, That's probably a bet that probably has moved a little too much. I think uh, there were better numbers available earlier in the summer, so might sit out on that. But if you wanted some action on the Big Twelve, Oklahoma to win the conference at minus one eighty. I think that's just a little bit better than uh, the win total at over 11, because if they do lose a game, the best you can do is push. But there's a scenario where they could be a 10-2 team and still finish second in the Big 12. And because they're just a very talented team, be favorites in the Big 12 title game. So I think it's worth paying the extra extra vig for them to win the Big 12 as opposed to going over 11.
0: Yeah, they're just going to be so good this year. They're going to be really fun to watch. Spencer Rattler is going to be the guy that people tune in prime time Oklahoma football for. So it's yeah. I mean, <laughs> they have a really easy start to the schedule. Three out of four games are at home and they're four really easy teams. Um, I, I just don't see a, a spot where they really get upset. Um, maybe, Like that Texas game in Dallas, maybe would be the only spot. And still, that's not really a high chance spot. They get upset there, but maybe. That used
1: to be always a a scary game for them when when Tom Herman was the coach, because we got to throw out the old famous uh, Tom Herman as an underdog, how good of a record he had against the spread. uh, Just as him as an Urban Meyer disciple, and Urban being the best uh, underdog coach, Tom Herman had an amazing track record. And I remember when I was writing articles for college football watchstadium.com how I was like always look at Texas if they're an underdog because Tom Herman when he was Great at Houston underdog. was like six and oh straight up as an underdog and he started <laughs> off doing well at Texas at least against the spread they weren't winning a lot of those games but I do remember one year they did upset Oklahoma as like a touchdown favorite but now we'll talk about Texas in a little bit but Steve Sarkeesian is the coach so yeah can't use those old uh, uh Tom Herman trends as a crutch when a uh, giving a reason to back the Longhorns anymore.
0: Hey, well, maybe Sarkeesian will take his spot as being an underdog coach. Maybe I mean, he'll maybe, be under, undervalued going into the season, hit some underdogs.
1: Well, if they go to the SEC and have to play teams in the SEC West, they're going to yeah. be an underdog probably quite a bit.
0: <laughs> so Oklahoma, I, I would probably – yeah, I think do play, saying they're going to win the, the conference I think is a better move. Um, yeah. I think you're right about that. But the other team that could give them issues, Iowa State, as you said – Um, And that is another really interesting team because they're most likely if Oklahoma is going to be number one in the Big 12, it's going to be Iowa State. That's going to be the second best team in the conference, in my opinion, at least is what it's looking like. I mean, this is a team that is bringing back all but one offensive starter, I believe, and all but two defensive starters. So the production that they're bringing back is unbelievable. Brock Purdy, their quarterback, is coming back and he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the nation. Um, And Iowa State's win total sits at about nine. I think you can get them at nine and a half. Um, If you get them at nine, the over is juiced just a little bit. I think it's like minus 130 or so with the over nine. And to be honest, I think they should be a 10 win team this season. And they're coming off the best season of all time for an Iowa State football team. I think they can continue that into this year and looking at their schedule. They have a tough start against Iowa as their second game at home. But I do think that's a game they can win, and I know we talked about how high we were on Iowa. Uh, only what was it a week or two ago?
1: Yeah, but the last I- week Rizzo did an Iowa breakdown and kind of talked yeah. about how Iowa State has really struggled in that series. So that's kind of a big game, not just for the regular season win total, but just I think mentally as a program to kind of get over that hurdle.
0: Yeah, so they right they can afford two losses essentially if you're if you're thinking they can be a 10-win team, and I think Iowa State can be a 10-win team. They can afford two losses. And I'll chalk off the Oklahoma game in the second to last week of the season as a loss. They're going to Oklahoma. They're probably going to lose that game. But then you look at the rest of their schedule in Iowa is a game they could win. But again, that's going to be a rivalry game. Both teams are going to be pretty good this year. Um, Luckily for Iowa State, they get Iowa at home. So that's a big bonus to them. They're going to be a favorite in that one. And then the only other game I could see them losing would probably be against Texas. And they get Texas at home. So they have a very uh, favorable schedule. This season, they uh, Northern Iowa should be a win. Then they have a really, really cushy middle of the schedule. UNLV, Baylor, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. They have to go to West Virginia, which could be a trap game because that could be one of those look ahead games to Texas where they're getting ready for them. They could lose at West Virginia. So that would be the only concern would be they lose to Iowa. You can chalk that Oklahoma game as a loss. And then you can't afford any other losses if you're going to bet the over nine or over nine and a half. And that West Virginia would be the one on the schedule that I pinpoint and say that's one of those look ahead losses where they're looking at Texas. They're getting ready for Texas. They have to go on the road to West Virginia. Tough place to play. Um, That could be the loss. But I, I have confidence in them that I think they can beat Iowa. So if they do, they can afford to lose that West Virginia game and then lose against Oklahoma and still get the over 10.
1: I worry about Iowa State is just they're Iowa State. They're just not a big program. They, they <laughs> wow. don't recruit no at the Matt highest Campbell level. Confidence. I mean, I like Matt Campbell, have a lot of respect for him. I know Brock Purdy was a highly touted recruit, and he, he returned after, I know, probably going into last year, there was some NFL buzz because he would have been eligible. But it's just like Iowa State is just, they're not very good. Good of a program i know they've recruited better and and a lot of things but now you have to ask them to win double digit games if you view the sports uh betting market like the stock market then this is like paying the highest on a like an average stock that you don't know how high the ceiling can can go if there's going to be a ceiling so you're like basically paying the highest for them when you might want to be shorting them because you know you can do that in terms of betting their season win total over or in individual games and while I like that they you know, they have the returning production, Brees Hall is a great running back that is going to be back. Matt Campbell probably has turned down NFL offers knowing that this season could be special for Iowa State. I just have trouble going over such a high number with Iowa State when a few years ago they were at a more palpable 7.5 or something and, and were able to exceed their expectations. So I'm going to stay away from Iowa State. Very interested to see about what happens in that week two game against Iowa. It's always a, not always a close game, but this is, like I said, a big be fun. big check for Iowa State to try yeah. to mentally kind of go over. Uh, so if, if you're worried about tying up your money for three months in terms of regular season win total on Iowa State, uh, depending on whether you like them or not, I think attacking that week two game against Iowa. And you did mention that scheduling spot at West Virginia. That's between home games against Oklahoma State and Texas. So yeah. when we we handicap college football, there's always a lot of uh, psychological handicapping and kind of trying to find flat spots in the schedule. The, d- the day before Halloween, too, in West Virginia, if that's a night game, that might be oh, a yeah. raucous crowd at Mountaineer Field in Morgantown. So when I look back at some scheduling stuff, I think I'm going to write in my notes just like, look to fade Iowa state October 30th at West Virginia, because that looks like, uh, uh, the sandwich game of all sandwich games that I've seen at least on, on the Iowa state schedule
0: fade, fade, the road teams on Halloween Eve <laughs> is, is the think, real go-to there. I
1: think last year Halloween was on a Saturday and I was like uh, worried, but there wasn't that many oh, fans yeah. in the crowd. So that's
0: uh, true.
1: But it's West Virginia though, like Halloween weekend, that could oh, be yeah. a scary spot no, no pun intended for, uh, for Purdy and, and Campbell and, uh, and the rest of Iowa State, especially because West Virginia geographically isn't very close to any of those big 12 schools. So that's a far trip for whoever has to go out there.
0: All right, Texas. What should what yeah. we know about Texas? Comeback season, new coach? This, this Texas is here?
1: They do have talent. They have talent. Herman, Tom Herman, who they fired uh, in January, he recruited pretty well. He just... I don't know, the the recruits he brought in just weren't developed correctly or just maybe they had a little bit too much confidence that they're like, oh, we're at Texas. We don't have to, you know, work as hard to kind of get the wins that are required in college football. I'm not really sure exactly what happened because it it really should have been it was the right hire. It was a, a guy who, you know, it was a very good recruiter, good offensive mind. He did great things at Ohio State under Urban Meyer. so. Pretty shocking that it, it didn't work out, honestly, and I don't think it was a bad hire. Just sometimes they don't work out. Bring in new coach Steve Sarkeesian, who went to the Nick Saban uh, rehab program of coaches who uh, struggle, and and then he brings yeah. them under their wing, and he takes them in, and and he gets some new life, whether it was Lane Kiffin or, or Mike Loxley or even another example, Butch Jones, the former Tennessee coach who was on Nick Saban's staff. I think he started like an intern and now he's at Arkansas state, but see Sarkeesian big job for him, Texas. He was the coach at USC at one point was the coach at Washington offensive coordinator for the Falcon. So he's been to a lot of stops before going to Alabama and serving as their offensive coordinator where the offense had a lot of success. So um, I'm sure the Texas boosters love to see that. I'm sure some of them even knew that there was a chance they would be in the SEC and they needed a, A coach like Sarkeesian who had familiarity with Alabama and Saban if they wanted to to beat him. So Texas this year, win total of eight, a little bit of juice on the under, plus 290 to make the Big 12 title game. So that's third behind Oklahoma and then Iowa State, who's minus 130 to make that game, plus 750 to win the Big 12. As I mentioned, new coach Sarkeesian, and they're going to be tested right off the bat. Week one, Texas hosts Louisiana. Uh, formerly known as Louisiana Lafayette. And you might be like, oh, Louisiana, that's kind of an easy game. Texas is only favored by 10 in that game. Louisiana is a very solid group of five team, led by head coach Bill Napier, who turned down the Auburn job. And um, I know there's a lot of talk. I think Alex, when he came on the podcast a few weeks ago, said Bill Napier to LSU is something that he could see happen very soon. (laughs) Uh, But that's the week one game. And Louisiana returns a lot of returning production, coming back so that could be a tough game especially sarks first game week two then they have to go on the road at arkansas and the look ahead line for that is texas minus three and a half so there's a real good chance they start off the season one and one and if they start off the season one and one getting to nine wins going over the win total is something i have a hard time see happening their road games are at tcu they have baylor and iowa state in back-to-back weeks Uh, They have November road games at Iowa State and West Virginia, which are probably the two colder climate uh, schools in the Big 12. So you can get cold games in November and the kids from Texas not used to that cold. So I think there's a lot of trickiness in the schedule, even though there is talent. Um, Sarkeesian, I mean, he's done it well as an assistant coach, but uh, when you think about him, just his last head coaching stops haven't gone great. So I, I wouldn't go over eight wins for Texas. I think eight seems like it's pretty, pretty good number. Um, yeah. If I had a bet it, I'd bet under just because of some of those tricky spots. I actually probably uh, instead of betting under their win total, take Louisiana plus 10 and hope that the kind of Texas has some early on struggles. Um, and then maybe if they do lose straight up or something, bet on them against Arkansas in a, in a buy low spot in week two. So I'm more interested in Texas early in the season, how they do in those first few games and and trying to bet into that as opposed to their full season outlook, even though, as I mentioned, some of those road games could be tricky in the Big 12 against Iowa State, who's a very good Big 12 team, and then West Virginia, who is who's getting better and improving.
0: They're definitely one of those teams where you're just have no idea what type of team they're going to be with that new head coach. So I would definitely stay away. I, I would agree with you. I would stay away from betting in preseason, see how they do in the first couple games, maybe bet them on a single game basis. But I just, you just don't and, know what type of Texas you're going to get.
1: And I guess like I made that argument why like I wouldn't bet the Iowa state over. Cause it's taking a stock at its highest point. Now you're taking like Google at its dip with Texas, <laughs> so just having to win eight games to push like seven and five is for Texas talent shouldn't happen. So maybe right. this is a buy low spot on Texas, I just, with the way this early season schedule works out and how the non conference isn't pushovers, I would be looking to kind of see how it goes. So I'm not going to bet anything Texas preseason, but I'm definitely looking, we'll look to bet them. Like, probably most, honestly, most of my college football bets will be in season. I used to bet a lot of season win totals, conference stuff. But with the chance that games could be postponed for many different factors, if a game's postponed, that win total ticket is voided. So I kind of want to wait and see how like uh, just the week-to-week goes, especially because last season was such a, a weird year and an outlier, and a lot of teams probably can throw their statistics out the out the window. Uh, i rather just kind of look into a week-to-week with college football, which, frankly, I like a lot better and why college football is one of my favorite regular season sports because of the amount of games on a Saturday, but also just there's a lot of – more betting opportunities, in my opinion, and, and lines are are more often than it is in like in the NFL where all the lines are super tight.